Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hello, leavers and believers, shoppers the world over. Welcome to Leaving Hillsong. And if you are a return listener, welcome back. It's a very laid back episode we've got today. Grace called me up at the beginning of the week and she's like, hey, I'm uh, just hanging by the pool. You want a pod? Okay. So um, we had an impromptu little conversation and I'm going to split it into three parts and make them short and kind of trashy, I guess. Just before I pressed record, we had a little chat about Jollibel, which is uh, where we start off. And then Grace attended Hillsong for Christmas and she's got some reports to make, so... Come hang out over the back fence with us, put your curlers in your hair and come chat with us. This is their own set of rules. Hey, Grace. How you going? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You are apparently lying by the pool somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Living the Australian dream, yeah? Um, it's a time for um, rest. And contemplation well, yeah. before before the real year gets kicking in. Oh, yeah. We're lucky like that. We get to do that in this sun-kissed country. Now, what's your problem with Joel Abel, you were saying before? Oh, I just I just want him to not get away with being old mate's right-hand man for a long time. I'm just still no. like, why does he get to get away with everything and just wipe his history and reset? All right. So, for those who haven't come across the baseball playing card, the Joel Bell card, he did 20 years as what? Second in command? I mean. Yeah, it was pretty much Brian whenever Brian was away. And he then he got in charge national, so looking after all of Australia's Hillsong arms when we kind of went officially Hillsong. He Senior was part of Australia. Yeah, direct, yeah, national director. So, yeah, senior pastor, yeah, that's exactly it. He was Brian whenever Brian was away, and Brian's away quite a lot. So he was acting global. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, yeah. And then one day he, what, in about 2018, he didn't want to play anymore? What happened? Yeah, my recollection is we were just at church one day and 
they pretty much announced that Joel and Julie would be finishing up. And I think it was around Jan, February. So, like, yeah, they'd given the church, I guess, a month or so's notice to, like, you know, process that they were leaving. And then they kind of had a official last service to, like, for Brian and Robbie to pray over them and, you know, give them flowers and whatever and thank them for all the work they had done. But to be honest, it came, it came quite abruptly. Like, it was quite a shock to everybody. After then, there was lots of whispers about what was going on. Harmony, who i never really seen once in my life, seems like she went and got, over, got veneers overseas and then all of a sudden she's some pin-up cover girl all over Sydney. Said, and Harmony was like, is, a, is a daughter. The daughter. Yeah, a daughter yeah, yeah. Like she, like, no. Julia, yeah, and, you know, you'd expect a family who, who whose father and mother have been preaching and teaching for a long time in church and up there on the platform, you, you would expect, like, you know, a, a call of leadership, you could say, by the kids as well. But Harmony was always in the little um, shadows. And then, like I said, yeah. Seems like she got a new fresh set of chompers and then and then all of a sudden was like literally like on like random pictures on billboards and stuff. And oh, okay. she was dating this young guy who didn't have a Christian background who was playing for the Roosters. And so I think they were very intense. She married him. In she married like, a football yeah, yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she was flip, I think she was only about twenty years old. When she married him, good. So you Got know, on the shelf if around any longer. Yeah, and I think they were no. extremely enmeshed in the relationship, the whole family, to ensure that the guy wasn't just you know marrying for sex or whatever. But yeah, it was it was really weird. It was like all of a sudden she's some wag, which is Australian kind of term for <laughs> wives and girlfriends of of sport play, sporting mm. like sport athletes. Yeah, and then. Yeah, that was weird. And then and I started watching um, The Sun and The Sun was a little mm. bit younger than her. And mm. people were like, um, people firstly thought, oh, is Joel leaving because like, I don't know, Harmony's got this career and they're just trying to focus on their family now. It didn't make sense. And then, yeah, they saw um, Eli and because he started like, I think he he dressed up like pretty hardcore for the Mardi Gras, which, you know, around the world in, you know, the gay community um, know that Sydney is quite the spot for uh, Mardi Gras celebrations. It's probably one of the most iconic places in the world that celebrate it. And it's got a pretty big history. So, yeah, it was, yeah, it was weird, you know, like when Mardi Gras happened on the weekend, obviously it was pretty taboo for anyone who went to Hillsong to, like, go and check out the parade. I remember I had friends that, we, you know, we weren't in leadership anymore, but they would go just to have a look. Because, you know, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a tourist attraction, something to yeah, see yeah. once in your life kind of thing. So, yeah, coming, but coming, coming back to Cassius, Cassius, Cassius. It's, um, that's what I always call Joel LaBelle. It's a line from uh, Julius Caesar and he says, wants to have men around him who are asleep. Fat, yon Cassius has a lean and hungry look. Such men are dangerous. You didn't know I was a Shakespearean quoter as well, did you? Anyway, no, I, did, Cassius, but I do love Shakespeare. Joel, Joel, yeah, that's about it. That and something from Iago. Uh, Joel was uh, quite lean and hungry looking um, in the day, and especially those uh, <clears throat> photographs of him following Brian around at the Royal Commission. He was Brian's 
lapdog. Yeah, 100%. They were inseparable. And I think something, I don't like know. bodyguard might styles. Have, might have happened to Google because those photos, I mean, you used to put in Joel Bell and up would come all these photos of him and Brian. With Brian, Royal yep. Commission. Mm, and they're sort of not there anymore. They're not really there anymore. I find that interesting. Uh, How much can people pay it for, for that stuff to be erased? Like, what's the process of that? Just, I think you write a letter and you say, look, this isn't fair on me anymore and it's making me look, you know, make my heart sad. I don't know. And then they consider it. Because I know about Mercedes has gone through a lot of those channels to try and get stuff taken off the Google so that people don't. Get to Google because you know, good bloke now. Time's moved on. I think the Abels went to Maroubra and started a church there and then yep. went to the Gold Coast. Yep. I've been in the Gold Coast now. Mm. Mm, long time. Wow. I think they left those people a bit. I really um, want to know what their wages were. I mean, how did this mob like really have the lifestyle they had? It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, I mean, you maybe might it's the credit the card. Way, yeah. Sorry, if someone else, is, you know, if the company's paying. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely what happened in New York with those PEX cards, those cash cards that had pay expenses on them. So, and I wonder how they. It must be tough to walk away from those kinds of the the, the lifestyle, that sinful pastor lifestyle. Uh, mm. Their preferences for top shelf scotch. So yes, what do you think Joel Bell has to answer to? I mean, what 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 are your complaints here? Wasn't he in charge of the college or something? Was he head of the college? No, probably I at some college point. Definitely. I mean, look, he had a huge involvement with the city for a very long time before Brian then kind of forced him to kind of come out to hills to you know look after the system, whatever you call it, mothership. They used to call okay. it um, so that. Whenever he was not around, even though we had Robert and, you know, everybody, everybody else, um, like, what's his name that says one, God loves you, two, the Bible says, what's his name again? Grant Thompson. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I no. swear to God. What's three? Oh, no. Jesus died for Oh, look. What is... <laughs> Yeah, Jesus um, died on the cross. Yeah, I'm going to um, just update you with some Robert Ferguson, if you would like his, um, wow, he has, hang on just a sec. Okay, he's preached the last three weeks. Reading in Proverbs 4, and I'm going to look at four verses, and we're going to highlight four specific disciplines that I believe can be ours in 2023. You ready for this? All right. Proverbs 4.24. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths to your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil okay four simple disciplines the first one is this verse 24 the shape of our conversation the shape of our conversation misshapen talk grieves 
the spirit. Ephesians 4, 29, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen and don't grieve the spirit of God. So this is what you're going to do. 2023, you're in a group. Someone starts criticizing someone else in the church. Or maybe gossiping. And hey, gossip is described as a tasty morsel. So when you hear gossip, it's cool. That's what you're going to do. You're going to hear them gossiping. You're going to hear them criticizing. And then you're just going to walk away. That is a discipline of your conversation. I'm not going to be part of that conversation. I'm not going to listen to that rubbish. If everybody did that, the gossip would stop. Stop it there for a sec. What do you reckon? Listening to him is just taking me back to what it was like listening to him preach on Christmas Day. Oh, okay. Because he has featured quite heavily over the last month uh, since, you know, what was in court. And then, yeah, he's done the kind of the holidays. Tell us Mm. about that. How is uh, Hillsong Christmas? Oh, well, quite interesting, to be honest. I kind of in front of the, not on the floor, a little bit up um, near the sound major sound desk, and I tell you what, it's very empty these days. Very empty. Like what? Give us, give me a ballpark. Give me fifty people, two hundred people. What a thousand? No, well, I mean the capacity of that building is, I think, three five can hit max four if you jam all the seats in, but it's probably a five. Compliance officers probably would have field day if they got them if they caught them out again, but. Like, there's a floor, there's a bowl around it, and then there's a top tier. And only really filled the bowl and at a very last minute, and there were still empties everywhere, empty seats everywhere. Even on quite Christmas easy. Day. Yeah, yeah. It was a second service, so 10.30 or 10.45. And I would have assumed yeah. it would be the busier one. But who's, you know. How many people fit in the bowl, do you reckon? Oh, do you think? so hard to tell. I wouldn't know. I reckon maybe like seven, eight hundred. Okay. I, mean, I couldn't okay. say a thousand. I know. I don't know if it's two. Even if the capacity is three, three something, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't look, I don't know. Every section's what about like 50, 100. Last Christmas. What do you I wouldn't know. We haven't had, no, they haven't had a Christmas for three. This is the uh, first Christmas in three years. Of course. It was Christmas service because I think we were they were locked down again at Christmas last year. Was we weren't allowed to, to gather because they wanted to gather the last. Oh yeah, it'd be packed to the mm-hmm. rafters. Okay. If you rocked up okay. right on five minutes before on the day, you were up on the top tier, getting ushered okay. into the top tier. Don't recognise any of the faces that are volunteering. The whole band was pretty much just random Americans. Clearly from college, random, never seen their faces in my life. You might have had the bass player MD that was an old old mate, Ray, who's back from Darling Hillsong days. And okay. he's he was playing. We had David Ware. He's a Southwest original and then eventually climbed the ladder to the point where he got into United and then Hillsong Worship. I saw Autumn. 
our keys player we've had for years who came over from college a long, long time ago, I think, when Darlene was still mm. around and she was just a pup then. Now she's probably in her early 40s, so she was in the crowd. JD was there in the crowd. Yeah, it, it's it's absolutely skeleton in terms of the people that we know were the regular, regular key volunteers and staff that would be hovering around. Peter was there. Okay. Well, was he caught up for the day somewhere else? Maybe cooking the cooking the no Chrissy idea. lunch? That's no idea. Can I give you a little more Robert Ferguson? Because I tell you what. Robert Ferguson, I, yes. He's not mincing his words. Now, this wasn't, I can't remember which day. This was shortly after Christmas, though, and he says, Salia, you will like it, listen. Rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. It's going to cost us sheep on a good day are designed to produce wool. They give of themselves. It's the equivalent of tithing. There's a 2023 New Year's resolution. If every single person in our church tithed, we would have no financial problem. Oh, gets better. Don't even. Don't it even. Shapes, it's going to cost us. But of course, the ultimate cost is that a lamb isn't just there for wool. It's there for the ultimate sacrifice. To give itself up. Hmm. Uh, I mean, clearly he has no, um, you know, agricultural kind of husbandry kind of experience in terms of wool, sheep and let. But, you know, the literally lambs to the slaughter is what he's asking for. Pretty desperate times financially, apparently, then. Hmm. I'm not surprised. I mean, surely that'd be selling off property. But why should the people that are left in the bowl have to them out of financial uh, challenges. Do you know what I mean? If you all tithed properly, we wouldn't be in this situation. Hmm? Look, here's sooner. one thing I'm going to say. You know, after not being in a place for a very long time, you go back and, like, you know, everything looks and feels and a little bit different. You know, like you've kind of been like, oh, it's kind of like a recalibration. And you go back in and you're like seeing everything in different for, from a bit of a, you know, like an outsider looking oh. in kind of thing. And mm. firstly, one thing, I can't believe how much Robert yells. He yells pretty much oh, the yeah. whole Bossy. sermon. He Bossy. yells the whole damn sermon. I'm sitting here thinking like, man, I can't hear this because it's at the same tone and pitch the whole time, which is very elevated and like almost triggering. Because it's like dad yelling at ya, having a good crack, you know. And then also, like, how does all that not lose totally, his voice? Totally. How does he not it's lose so, his damn voice? I don't know how he doesn't lose his damn voice. So domestic violence, these men, the way they yell. Right. Secondly, the amount of things were told in one service, like it was an hour and 15 minutes, I think, this Christmas service was. It was oh. like, sit down, stand up, raise your hands, clap. Like, say amen. I was like, I'm getting bossed around this whole service. What to do? Like, okay, I was is like, it not I, usually that bossy. Oh, look, I think I just did your... not realize because I was so immune okay. to it. I was so immune and desensitized. Mm -hmm. 
that I was like, wow, this is like, you know, it's not comfortable. It's only now, now, comfortable you know, with your immune. But, uh, um, what found you there? Because you haven't been present for quite some time, like a year or so. Oh, you it was just, you know, solidarity with the family. Family, you know. okay. To be honest, I actually okay. just wanted to go there and shock a few people. Do it. I, just want, Do I it. just wanted to shock a few people with my presence, like them to recognise me and take a double take, you know. There's definitely a lot of people yeah. not there. I mean, but I only went to one service, so I didn't quite catch the first service, like, congregation. But, yeah, look, I've nothing to say to these people. I mean, to be honest, coming back, you just you realise how small their lives are and how insular they are. Yeah. They're so, and, and that's that's a typical Australian small town culture everywhere in, in our country. Like yeah. no matter where you go. Yeah, suburbia, yeah. Not just suburbia, just everywhere. Yeah. Like you find a little posse and then it just turns insular real quick. Even in a big city where you could be in the middle of a city, I mean, you're still finding some little crew and then that group becomes super insular with, you know, what they do, their status, I mean, what they do for a living, where they live, you know, all these things, you know, that contribute to yeah, a sense well, of identity I, and belonging. I do wonder how much this organisation has capitalised on the, not just the housing crisis, but even when, when they started in the 80s in that, suburban area in the hills you know it was this up and coming family area that was just booming expanding with families and house building and now that there's a fight for housing in this country people are working so hard and commuting and you know they don't have a lot of extra time to yeah it's full invest or investigate yeah and i wonder how much you know people are just too busy to kind of hold too many people accountable i don't know exactly what i but it's really impacted culture i think and people don't rock the boat as much because you know you need everything you can to hold on to your mortgage and or your rent or your the roof over your head um yeah it's definitely true you know like i said before i mean you get so desensitized to these certain ways of being and i would say definitely in the last five six years of sydney like Obviously, COVID, we would probably write off almost three years of, you know, everybody's lives and society and way way of life. And, you know, we haven't been in, in normal for a long time. But, you know, Sydney has changed quite rapidly. And so has the hills. I mean, the boom of housing development has just absolutely, like, now it's all the flood zones are all getting subdivided. There's more population living in all these lower regions that, you know, at the moment we've had like I think up to date we've had about three floods. You know, in in eighteen in an eighteen month period. You know, people are selling up and they're pushing away. I think they've lost around over two hundred thousand people from Sydney, which is not that many. I mean, I thought more people would have left Sydney to go and seek a sea change or tree change a little bit further out because of the way COVID, I guess, changed our work lifestyle capabilities i mean we, we're definitely not europe in that sense though because you know you know i just went to bali recently and i'm just seeing people literally being digital nomads working for businesses from london but they're being able to work pretty much anywhere in the world um Ooh, nice but 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 like when you go back to church and way of life i mean church also became online 
you know, and now it's kind of like a, like an automatic, I guess it's a product that is just a given now that church develops content or at least streams, whatever you want to call it, whatever format of, you know, a live version, you know, it's into that kind of media domain. And I think a lot of people learned how to live without a church, church service on a Sunday and thought, how good is this? Yeah. I got a real Sabbath now. Yeah, I mean, the big thing for me was just mm, mm. still very performance-driven, everything still in a, you know, like very structured, follows a set, uh, you know, a sequence that does not change. Robert's just preaching angry all the time. And he really, to be honest, he really represents so, so much colonised BS. Like he, okay. the more I talk, so just like, mate, you've got, where's, I don't know. Again, same thing. Inshallah. Well, you know, you this whole idea of middle class white men are the majority. Upper class, darling. He's an upper class. Beach middle beach class beach. is now upper you class. Know, we all know that. Could have aristocrat. He could have been Jeremy Irons. And you're too young to understand what I'm talking about. But he's so English that he bats his authority over everything he's always been in our country for like over 30 years now i think yeah, it's been 40 years it's been. yeah come on mate come on bobs come on fergo and he's certainly been in our uh, hillsong organization for a long time he um knew frank and hazel back in the day that session you just like recorded like like list like made us all listen to was i mean even that i'm like where you know there's so much borderline manipulation there and mm, also borderline. yeah i know well you know it's a subtle subtle delivery of manipulation of scripture and also ideology and the thing is people are going through a philosophical crisis okay yeah. they have lost faith in the church or in church leadership or the four walls whatever the hell you want to call it these days and when they're so disappointed by people who have represented, let's say it, righteousness, purity, gold standard living, the blessings upon blessings that apparently we're all called to and we all have access to in this lifetime. And, you know, everything that they said and believed, now it's like, well, you clearly didn't hold yourself to that same gold standard and decided you are going to, say one thing and do another i mean hypocritism is not new i mean we're humans everyone's susceptible to it i think the biggest problem is that everyone else had to live by a set of rules that they set yet they had their own set of rules hey hey thank you if you made it this far thank you so much for sticking around keep liking sharing subscribing sending those messages and connecting. Keep being kind to yourself, kind to the ones around you, and keep leaving Hillsong. Talk soon. Bye. Part two out tomorrow.